0: Hello lovers, welcome to another episode of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast where we help couples go from a me to a we. A couple of announcements before we get into today's episode. First and foremost, you may notice that uh, typically we were releasing episodes every Wednesday. We are now switching to an every other Wednesday release date and want to give a quick shout out to some of our newest Patreon supporters. So thanks so much for being supporters of the show. Exactly. So keep an eye out in your inbox for lots of goodies to be coming your way as we uh, move and groove with the show. Another quick update. This is always very scary in the world of social media. Um, There's a new Instagram handle for the show. So you can now find the show on Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials. You're in the underscore club. I did, because it just looked really funny with the two N's next Mm -hmm. to each other.
1: Mm -hmm. It looks like an M.
0: Yeah, so now it's more distinguishable. All right. So head on over to Instagram. You can follow us at nutrition underscore nuptials to keep up with the show, where I like to post a lot of funny quotes about marriage, relationships, and some of the funny things that Taco and I do, and some of the things that Taco does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess just in general, we're kind of funny.
0: Exactly. And finally, if you are looking for a little assistance with your meal planning, you can head over to nutritionuptuals.com, click on the Meal Plans tab where you can get a free three-day meal plan trial. There's a selection of various meal plans that you can choose from, so whatever your need is, check it out. And if you do need a little assistance, you can always shoot me an email over at podcast at nutritionnuptials.com and we can help get you over on to the right plan. So let's uh, let's jump into today's show. Let's do it. It's the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully, ever after. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast, where we're helping couples go from a me to a we when it comes to their nutrition, health, wellness, and overall well-being. Yep. Yep. I'm Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian nutritionist who hates diets, and I am joined this week and every episode by my hubby, Taco.
1: What's up, people?
0: Hey, Taco, the other day was National Taco Day.
1: I heard, yes. I had a burrito, but then I followed it up with a couple tacos.
0: <laughs> wait, wait for you to buck the Taco Day trend.
1: <laughs> right. Well, every day is Taco Day to me, so... Every why, day is Taco Day to me. Why, make it, why, make it, why do I need a national day?
0: I don't know. Every day is taco day to me. That's right. It's never not taco day in my
1: world. But we did have tacos, you know, not because of that, just because we like going to certain places that serve tacos and hang out by the beach and are on the boardwalk and bring the Shiva with us.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't deny when it's a beautiful night and having the option to eat oceanside. So, yeah. you know, the tacos just happen to be a bonus. All mm-hmm. well, taco. Today, we have a double date. All right. Yeah. So we are joined today for our double date with Kaylee McMorty, who is a fellow registered dietitian, nutritionist, and the author of the blog Lively Table. She is joining us today with her husband, Evan. They live in Lubbock, Texas. And at the time when we record this episode, Kaylee was actually pregnant and they were preparing for baby.
1: I, I see the foreshadowing coming.
0: Spoiler alert. They
1: had a baby. There's
0: a baby. (laughs) So we'll give you an update on Kaylee and Evan at the end of the episode and let you know how they are doing. If you're somebody who loves food photography, looking at beautiful pictures, then you have to follow Kaylee over on Instagram at Lively Table. She just takes absolutely gorgeous pictures. Her recipes look and sound amazing. We'll talk about some of them on today's show. So definitely go check Kaylee out and check her blog out, LivelyTable.com. Let's get it going. All right. Let's chat it up with Kaylee and Evan. Today on the show, we have Kaylee and Evan McMorty joining us from Lubbock, Texas. Kaylee is a fellow registered dietitian, and she is a food blogger who works in recipe development and nutrition communications. You have to check out her blog, Lively Table, and I will include a link to that on the show notes because it is just amazing recipes, gorgeous pictures, and her husband, Evan, who is a financial planner. Welcome, guys.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us.
0: You're welcome. So the first thing I always ask my guests is you got to tell me, how did it all start? How did you meet?
3: Tell us more. About the day you fell in love and- You gonna tell your joke?
1: No.
0: (laughs) No, I wanna hear the joke. Well, now I wanna hear the joke. I wanna hear the joke.
2: (laughs) Usually, what I say is Kaylee came over to the house for uh, some cocktails and uh, she got a little drunk and never left.
3: But what' he's not she,
2: she wouldn't go home. What he's, not, he's not telling
3: places. you is that it's his, it was his fault because <laughs> he was such a good bartender. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but we met through some mutual friends who invited me to his house for dinner one night, and we just got to chatting, and our our connection was really strong and really good, so we kind of um, were never apart after that, so just kind of felt natural. <laughs>
0: So connection as strong as cocktails. Love it. And when did you guys actually meet? You said freshman year?
3: Yeah. um, We were freshmen in college and up until now. So it's been about eight years.
0: (laughs) Wow. And uh, when did you guys actually wind up getting engaged?
3: We got engaged right after graduation from undergrad and then got married about a year later.
0: Now, was this like a graduation day proposal?
3: No, it was a
0: little bit after.
3: <laughs> but my parents didn't want us to get engaged until after school. So it was pretty close after.
2: <laughs> my other joke is the first time that I asked her dad for uh, her hand in marriage, he told
1: me no. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, someone else that asked a parent.
1: Yeah. I did. I. I Asked her father. Well, actually, I should say both the parents because uh, Mrs. Yu was there, too. So, uh, And she was the one uh, that ran me through the ringer more than, more than your father.
0: <laughs> my dad was just happy to unload me. Yeah. He's like, you get, the, you get everything. You get the <laughs> bills. You get the medical insurance. It's yeah, all dad- yours. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my mom was trying to be the more practical one. Well, somehow you won him over anyway, and um, you guys yeah. did eventually wind up getting married, so congratulations on that. And now you guys have uh, something new and exciting in route, right?
3: Yes, we're expecting our first child, a little girl, so we're very excited. That is cool.
1: Congratulations. So
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you.
0: And as you guys are are getting ready for for baby, I'm sure, you know, you two are probably trying to get some things going and, you know, kind of talking back a little bit to your time together. And when did you guys actually start living together?
3: So we officially moved in together um, after we got engaged, once we moved to Dallas for me to do my internship before. So we lived together for probably about a year before we got married.
0: And what did you guys find may have been a little challenging as you were getting those lives together as you moved in together?
3: For me, I think the biggest thing was just learning how to live with another person with you all the time. I mean, because we spent a lot of time together before we moved in, but having that person actually live with you is a completely different thing. And you kind of have to get used to each other's little nuances and things that bug them and just... I don't know. Get get used to them.
2: <laughs> We're both kind of me time people. We both like to have our me time, and that was sort of a difficult transition. But yeah, we have enough things that we do outside of our relationship that I think at this point we have a pretty good balance of being able to still get that me time, you know, while also still uh, being respectful of the relationship and the other person's time. So.
3: Yeah, we both work from home, but some days we won't see each other all day.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have those days too. It's it. We we have a a by level two levels, so it's nice because Joe's office is upstairs. I work downstairs, and same thing. Like I don't think I saw you today until probably about five o'clock. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you guys work in getting that, that me time for yourselves?
3: For me, I will do my own thing as far as going to yoga or going to the gym or whatever. And he has his own stuff that he likes to do too. And I mean, even if obviously I'm in the kitchen all day doing recipe development and stuff like that. And he usually leaves me alone when I'm doing that. I can
1: tell, <laughs> I can tell you spend a lot of time in the kitchen because you're in the kitchen right now, right? Like,
3: yes. you, can't,
1: yes. you, you can't even <laughs> leave. <No. laughs>
3: It's the best lighting in here. So
2: Gotcha. You can't see from about my chest down, but I have a hard time leaving too. <laughs> well, that just
1: means the cooking's good. That's right.
3: I hope so.
0: <laughs> now, Kaylee, are you a trained chef?
3: No. Um, I actually grew up with a family who really loved to cook. So I was always in the kitchen helping them and just learning from them. So I just kind of evolved from there.
0: And Evan, at the time you met Kaylee, were you doing a lot of, of cooking at that point, or this is something that kind of evolved as you went through your schooling and internship?
2: No, I've always cooked quite quite a bit. I mean, at home, when I was a kid, I did the majority of the cooking when I was a teenager.
1: So, all right. So, what are you?
2: What are your specialties? I don't know what, are, what what's my favorite thing that you make. <laughs> he makes, I promised that I wouldn't say my favorite word that she despises. On here. I don't
3: despise it. He makes the the more manly food like chili, and he likes to make fried quail and different
1: fried quail. All right, stuff like
3: Steaks. that, steak. Yeah, he's all a good right. the man on the grill.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask if you're even allowed in the kitchen.
3: Yeah, he. And he helps, I paid
2: for it, so I think
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have to cook a little more once baby comes. So,
2: usually Wednesday night's my night to cook.
3: So, yeah, I let him cook whatever he wants,
0: <laughs> and that's usually when you get out in the grill or making some chili, something like that.
1: <laughs> now, what kind of meat do you use for your chili? Oh, usually venison. Aha. Uh-huh. Wow. Interesting. I was. I was. I, I, I had a feeling it wasn't just pure ground beef, and I knew for a fact it wasn't going to be turkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> men what? do not what? go out of their way to make turkey chili. No, that's no. not a thing. <laughs> when you met, met Kaylee and you, I, I don't know if at that point you had been starting with your blogging at all, Kaylee. But um, I always ask like the men with my food blogging dietitians, "Were you like I just scored the jackpot?" <laughs>
2: My joke for that is I didn't have a hot dinner for two years.
1: Yeah. Cause she takes,
2: okay. She I, sympathize I, I sympathize with that
1: I sympathize with that because like, there's so much time taking the pictures of the food, uh, that like, by the time you get it, it's like, should I put this back in the microwave? go. Uh, yeah.
3: I now gotcha. I I've kind of got a system of keeping it or where I can take it out, take pictures and keep the rest hot and <laughs> then put it back in the oven. And it's, Somewhat warm when we eat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to teach Mandy that trick then.
0: (laughs) The other problem I have is I'll spend all day working on something, and then by the time actual dinner time comes around, I'm like, oh,
3: yeah, you're so to eat and don't want to cook anything else.
0: (laughs) Go, 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 go forage, go find something. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Evan, prior to you know, Kaylee, and obviously, I'm assuming Kaylee, you were always kind of in a nutrition program throughout your time when you guys. Mm -hmm first met and we're together um evan how would you describe your eating habits before getting together with kaylee
2: well a lot of deep fried things <laughs> in west texas you it are from if, texas so you put a little flour and a little you know salt and pepper on it and you put it in some fat and you fry it so probably a lot of that and i was thinking about this the other day she said how do you like some cauliflower and i said never and in the trash But then I thought, you know, some Velveeta might be pretty good on that, so.
3: (laughs) Yes, the West Texas vegetables are are either covered in cheese or fried.
0: (laughs) So what would you say was a typical Evan meal for you?
3: What a burger?
2: Well, that, but. As far as something like I'd make at home, I don't know, pork chops and green beans and a baked potato or something.
0: So you get together with this dietician. You guys start living together. How, Kaylee, did you kind of start incorporating some more healthy meals and uh, non-cheese-covered vegetables into (laughs) your household?
3: Um, Well, really, when we were dating, I mean, I came over and cooked for him all the time, too. Um, so that was something luckily that he had already gotten used to when we started living together. I tried to make vegetables that were good and not you know just steamed and which I mean not that those aren't good. I like them that way, but you know something that someone who isn't used to a whole lot of fruit and vegetables would like to eat, you know um doing stuff on the grill and with more flavor, kind of roasting stuff um stuff that he kind of hadn't had growing up because his mom didn't cook vegetables as much or from fresh necessarily.
2: Well, um, you know, to be completely honest, we hear the term food desert a lot. I sort of grew up in one, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, so he hadn't necessarily had the same experience growing up as I did um, as far as being able to go to the grocery store and grab whatever you need for dinner. Um, so that was something a little bit different, but he... I think he uh, got used to it pretty easily.
0: So what are some ways you would recommend to um vegetables for someone <laughs> who maybe um, isn't used to eating them or doesn't want to eat them and in a way that maybe it's not feeling so forced?
3: Yeah. Um, besides deep frying them um, or covering them in cheese. Um, I don't know. I just always used a ton of garlic, always tried to throw them on the grill, just like I mean if we were already grilling something, put those on there too. Um what else? What else did you did you like?
2: Brussels sprouts cooked in
1: bacon grease are pretty
3: bacon. Easy.
1: There you go. Now
2: you're talking.
3: Bacon.
1: <laughs> we have a local we have a local restaurant that does something similar to that, um, where they, they they basically take any nutritional or avoid any nutritional value that the Brussels sprouts would have by covering it and all kinds of good stuff. And I'm pretty sure bacon grease is probably used, and along with honey and there's
0: beer involved too. Beer and said.
1: beer, dark beer is involved. So that's the all only right. way they eat Brussels sprouts, is if you ask me. <laughs> and brown sugar
2: glaze. There you yeah, go.
3: We'll yeah. do that um, on occasion. <laughs>
0: So, Evan, do you have a favorite meal that Kaylee makes? I
2: really—I thought about this a while back. We don't have the same dinner probably twice in a year. Maybe that's a little out in a proportion, but we have so many different things that it's really hard to nail one down. I think if I had to pick the fish tacos, yeah, that's probably that one's kind one of my, my signature. What that kind of fish?
3: We just use tilapia. Um, the one from Costco is awesome. <laughs> So we, get, we buy that and I do like a coconut crust on it with some mango salsa. Um, nice. It's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So other than writing a food blog, how would you guys say that you, you work or maybe try to fit in other forms of nutrition, maybe fitness into either your personal lives or your relationship as a whole?
3: As far as nutrition goes, it, it comes really natural to me. Um, everything is just easy being a dietitian. Um, that's just kind of how I eat on a regular basis because of what I do and, um, how my mind works as far as having all of these things pounded into my head from school. <laughs> um, so that one's not a huge deal. It's pretty natural. Fitness is a little bit harder for us. I think both of us, um, cause I think we were both involved in more structured activity, sports and things like that as kids. So when you don't have that anymore, it's a little bit hard to make yourself do it. But exercise is not really something we do together. We have we both have our own things that we like to do. But mostly I feel like our total wellness is more about finding a balance between nutrition, eating well, but also eating things that are good, that taste good um, and you know, moving and doing things that are active, but more for, you know, just feeling good and things that we enjoy doing. And then also just kind of having that that mental wellness as a part of the, like your total mind body kind of wellness.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And um Uh, you know, we, we don't talk a lot about the mental wellness aspect of how that plays such an important role in just your, your overall health and, you know, inside, outside. So how do you find that mental wellness is something that you guys really bring into your household for, for each other and your relationship?
3: I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I was so drawn to him was he was so good at, um, communicating and, and I felt just like mentally at ease with him. Um, I guess, um, and I think communication is a huge part of of just having like that environment where you feel mentally and emotionally good and stable. Um, I think growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of open communication in my house, um, so I really wanted that for for our house and our um, family growing up that we're gonna we're gonna raise.
2: I think along those lines, a big component of that is respect for one another, respect for one another's space, respect for one another's, you know, life view. Obviously, there has to be some compatibility there, but, you know, respect for differing opinions and just a willingness and an openness to accept things and listen.
3: Allowing the other person to have an opinion that's different than yours. Um, And I think especially for kids, that's super important. Hopefully, We can teach our child that, you know, her opinion is important and valid, even if it's different from what ours is. And um, that just because she's a child doesn't mean she doesn't get to have a voice.
0: Cool. So that's definitely a common theme that we hear a lot on this podcast is just the overall communication. And as a couple, it's something that you need to have. And like you said, the the willingness to be open and be able to say things like, you know, if, if something's not working that you can say it or like if you really didn't like something I made, like
1: Oh, I make sure I make sure you know. That way I don't want you looking like <laughs> a fool. <laughs> don't 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 offer this up to other people if I if it doesn't pass <laughs> the taco test. Yeah.
0: But, you know, taco I, I like want that. You to feel it's okay to say that or yeah.
1: I'm looking out for your best interest too. I know
0: and I yeah, and he
3: will tell me if there's something that he just cannot stand, um, like cauliflower. I will not make him eat it, even if I have to make it for, you know, a post or something.
0: <laughs> I made mashed cauliflower once. The first, first <laughs> we it together, that was what, se- seven?
1: Probably about seven years ago. Seven yeah. years
0: ago. It has never made an appearance in our household ever again.
1: It's a, it's a well-documented it's, story on the blog.
0: It's a sore, <laughs> sore subject in our household. Yeah. I'll have to it
1: go a, read it. It was a traumatic event, really.
0: It was very traumatic. <laughs> but I have gotten cauliflower in other forms. Yep. Ro- roasting it, and usually again with some kind of garlic and Parmesan cheese, has worked out very well. Uh, I'll allow it. I think I made a cauliflower crust pizza once, and you were like, it's okay but it's not pizza.
3: <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not with, I'm not into the whole cauliflower substituting for everything because, yeah. well, first I know he doesn't like it, but also if I want potatoes, I want potatoes. I, I mean, and if I want rice, I want rice. I don't want cauliflower. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I have a question. So since we're on the topic of like alternative pizzas and using, uh, cauliflower <laughs> and things like that for, uh, for, uh, other purposes, I, I did go onto your uh, your blog, and I saw um, the, something that sounded to me like I was something I would never touch with a 10-foot pole, right? The gluten-free <laughs> caramelized onion, Brussels sprout, pizza. But when I saw the picture, I was like, "Oh, well, actually that looks pretty good." Uh, I might actually have a bite of that. Can you talk about the importance of the pictures that the pictures play, um, that you take for your food on your blog? Um, because like just based on the description, I would have never said, yeah, I want some of that, but I saw the picture and I was like, yeah, I'm in.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, the pictures are pretty much everything, honestly, when it comes to food blogging, because people eat with their eyes. Um, And honestly, anytime I hear gluten free in something, I roll my eyes. Um, But that being said, that pizza crust was really good. Um, That's like, we've gotten kind of lucky with some mixes that have been sent to us that are gluten free that I make pizza with that are actually pretty decent and pretty good. Um, But yeah, definitely the food photography is a huge component of what I do and um, something that I've kind of had to learn from scratch and I'm still learning.
1: The other thing I noticed is uh, uh, it seems like your pictures have a look and a feel to them too. That's pretty consistent.
3: Yes, I think consistency is super important too. It just helps people to recognize that yes, that is her photo. This belongs on this blog.
1: Got it. And from the smiles and head nods from Evan, it sounds like the pizza was actually surpassed your expectations too, right?
3: He didn't get to try any. No. Oh. No. I was gonna ask
1: because, like, for me, it was the I, runny I, egg on top. It was <laughs> the runny egg on top that did it for me. I was like, okay, now we're talking. This might actually be something I would try.
0: Egg on pizza is so underrated.
3: It is so good. And if I, honestly, if I made it like a big one for both of us to eat, I probably would have had to put bacon on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Now, I'll tell you, when I saw the fudgy Guinness brownies, though, with the vanilla icing, uh, that, that one without the picture was like, okay, I want some of that.
3: Oh, yeah, that was a favorite for him, for sure. I actually had to make that one twice because the photos didn't turn out how I wanted them the first time, and he did not complain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think any of them got thrown away either.
3: Yeah, so, sometimes that's hard um, to have so much extra food in the house just because it's us two right now.
1: Right. Well, and I also appreciated the fact that you put, on, put a recipe on there for something that was so decadent.
3: Yeah, for sure. I'm not into the uh, just like I don't want to substitute my potatoes for cauliflower. Um, If I make a dessert, I want it to actually taste good or else I just won't feel like it's worth eating or that it's satisfying at all. So I can eat like a small, really good brownie or I can eat like a really big one that's just not very good and still just feel like I need to eat more. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that that's something that I can appreciate because, like, we. That, I think that's similar to Mandy's philosophy of like all foods fit um, or sure. balance the way you talked about it. And you know, we definitely enjoy a good dessert. Um, it's not like we're um, you know we we eat like uh, vegetables all the time. So yeah. uh, it's a it's a standpoint that I can appreciate.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important for dietitians to showcase their more elaborate or decadent. Types of meals that they like to make. Because number one, I think it humanizes us in a way and that we're not constantly eating salad all the time. And I think that it also shows people, like, you know, it's okay. Yes, I want fudgy Guinness brownies or I want cake or whatever other indulgences that are out there, but also balancing it out with, you know, gluten-free caramelized Brussels sprout pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That you can have all these delicious things in your world. You don't have to feel restricted and that you can never, ever have, you can just look at the pretty picture, but don't touch it or eat it.
3: Right. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of dietitians deal with is people thinking that we're either the food police or that all we eat is salad. Like you said, um, But now I feel like some a lot of dietitians are starting to get more into this um, space of all foods have a place in a healthy diet and, you know, that you don't have to avoid all sugar in your diet and things like that. Um, And a lot of them are starting to share it more on social media and things like that. So I think it's super important just to get it out there.
0: Yeah. And I know that you're also very big into all the intuitive eating and mindfulness. So how do you feel that that plays a role in your own household?
3: For sure. Um, well, first of all, you know, I just think it's really important to practice now, not being overly critical of our bodies or not, you know, being not engaging in all this sort of diet talk or restriction. Um, because I don't want my daughter growing up in that environment. I want her to know that she can eat anything she wants. You know, she probably can't eat candy for breakfast every day. Um, But you know, if she wants sugar, it's not off limits Um, because I think that just creates an unhealthy environment and leads to, you know, all this obsession about food and body. And I just want her to know that she is valuable and she's worthy of love and success and happiness, no matter what her body looks like or what weight she is. Um, I just want to set a precedent for that now. So we kind of, I think we do a pretty good job of keeping it balanced and keeping it, keeping it real in our house. Um, But I just think it's important to model that because that's where they're going to learn it is from parents or at home.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And really one of the biggest reasons when I started nutrition nuptials was not only just for couples, but getting into these habits now of establishing this great culture at home and where it's not all dieting or not all you know, even separate, completely separate lifestyles, but finding this way that you you work together as as a team, because this is a team for life, and how that's then going to impact anyone else that you bring into your household. So, you know, how how is what you're doing now going to impact your children, what they learn, how they're going to act, how they're going to feel about food?
3: Definitely. And we, um, I mean, we both try to be really conscious and talk to each other about how we want our child to be raised and what kind of environment we want for them and what kind of, you know, philosophy we're going to set and precedent we're going to set. Not just in from like a food and fitness standpoint, but from, you know, communication and, you know, and his, where his job comes in and like the money aspect, because that's a big one too. Um, So we try to be conscious of all of those things and how it's going to affect our future child.
0: Definitely. I think having all of that in place now is gonna have a lot of positive impact down the road. Um I know you you personally don't do any counseling, right, Kaylee?
3: No, I did for a little bit, um, but then I just decided it wasn't for me and I'd rather be in the kitchen all day.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So I, I, I do still see clients in my office and um you know, I, I'm very, very excited overall by the whole, you know, dietitian movement towards this whole anti diet approach because Right now, things aren't working, and I, I see a lot of you know teenagers that come into my practice, and I'll come home and, t- and I, we've kind of named it in our house the the skinny mom chubby daughter syndrome, and it, yes. you know it's not to be negative in any way, but I get a lot of these girls coming into my practice, their moms bring them in, it's usually not voluntary. And, you know, I get this mom and she'll come and she'll, she'll tell me on the phone or when we're sitting down up front and like, you know, the mom will tell me everything that she doesn't eat and that she follows this diet and she just doesn't understand why her daughter can't do the same thing. And, you know, these, these poor teenage girls are growing up in this very restrictive environment and it leads to uh, some negative behavior of, You know, I've had girls sneaking food or they'll go drive to the local gas station and, you know, tell their parents they're going to get gas and they're really going and like getting all kinds of snacks and things. And then then I get these like angry phone calls from the mom telling me that they found like a wrapper in their in their, you know, wrapped up and hidden in their daughter's trash, which I'm like, why are you going through your daughter's trash? Yeah, for sure. Some some very, very interesting things. And you know, again, it all stems back to what is the behavior that you're growing up in? And, you know, what's the precedent that's being set?
3: Right. And I see that a lot, too. Um, and when I did see clients, I could, you know, I think a lot of it stems from people whose parents were overly critical of their body size, or, you know, their the parents own body size, um, and it reflected onto the child and then they grow up you know, and continue that into adulthood. And a lot of it is just, um, very mental. I mean, it it can cause a lot of, um, you know, mental and emotional distress.
0: One of the things I I ask a lot of my my clients is, you know, do you guys sit down together? Do you eat meals as a family? So right now, how often do you, do you two eat meals together? Um, at At least once a day.
3: Yeah. At least we always eat dinner together for sure. Um, and we've been doing that since we dated, um and some I, a lot of times um we'll also eat breakfast together since we're both usually home um and it's not anything formal we usually just sit on the couch and drink coffee and eat our breakfast but um definitely i think family meals are really important
1: Did you both grow up in families where you ate meals together particularly at dinner time Not so much mine
3: Um my mom did cook dinner pretty much every night and we ate together when I was younger, but once we got older and we're three different three kids with different activities going a million different directions, I um, I normally didn't eat with my family because I was always in some sort of practice. Um, but she did still cook every night.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that I, I do tend to notice as well is, um, you know, I have parents and I don't like to pick on moms, but those are the people I wind up encountering the most of, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of moms that don't cook or they're too busy, they're running, they're... You know, kids around to all different types of events, activities, um, and dinner as a family really isn't something that that's happening. Um, what's really interesting is I have a lot of kids, when I ask them where they eat dinner. They are like, "Oh, I eat in my bedroom." And I do number one. My mother would never ever let us have food in our bedroom, but you oh, know, good. it's the whole thing of like being very shut off and alone at a time when you think of food and meals as this very social time and and you sit down like even now i'm sure when you guys sit down to dinner even if you were sitting at home together and in, in separate rooms you probably are talking about what you did or what your day was or what what's coming up the pipe
3: right for sure um you know i see food as this thing that is unifying and is supposed to bring people together even if it's just you know it not even – even if it's a bowl of cereal and you're sitting down together eating it it's a time that you can share and be with each other and, again, opens up that line for communication.
0: We have a nice – even like if one of us is late, I'll be like, can you sit with me while I eat? <laughs> you usually <laughs> don't have to
1: ask. Usually I'll <laughs> sit with you. I'll pop open a bottle of wine while I do it, but I'll sit with you. Oh, that's nice. She doesn't have to ask. <laughs>
0: But I do have to ask you for a glass because, for some reason, I don't know how to open bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's a gangster with a champagne bottle, but can't get a bottle of wine open.
3: You need the fancy automatic one. We,
1: we, have, one. we have one. She can't. She doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> get around to it.
0: I have you around.
1: Yeah. Right. Where did you come up with the name for your blog?
0: Hmm.
3: Honestly, I was just kind of throwing around different names when I came up with it Um, because I'd had a little kind of hobby blog before that I started as a school project and then I ditched that one and decided I wanted to be like a real blogger. Um, So I wanted a name that was kind of not too generic but you know that people could still spell which is why I didn't use my name because no one can spell my name. (laughs) But again you know I just see food as this thing that brings us all together and we get around the table to to laugh and have fun and enjoy a good meal and that's that was always my experience with my you know extended family growing up and preparing meals with them so it kind of seemed a little bit natural.
2: Well I think now in modern society you know we see the whole family sitting down to dinner together as this corny sort of 1950s you know June and Ward Cleaver kind of event. But, you know, it's something that we really hold sacred in our house and it's a really good ritual for us to sort of decompress and kind of bookend our day. You know, you go back to talking about balance and, you know, just putting a good bookend on the day where we know that we can look forward to that even on a bad day is really important to us, I think.
3: Yeah. And then once, you know, for the most part after dinner, we're done with work and vlogging and school for the day and we can just relax so that kind of sets that tone for the evening
0: that unwind time is definitely incredibly important as well
3: definitely up
0: close and comfy with the couch our couch
1: is so comfortable
0: we we bought a new (laughs) couch a
1: few months ago and like it is it just sucks you in man it and it puts me to sleep
0: i I knew when we were sitting in the furniture store i was like oh (laughs) uh we're never gonna leave this thing
1: (laughs) We were on vacation, and I think I might have even said the words "on vacation." I miss the couch. Yeah. <laughs> not because I didn't. Not because I was homesick, but it, it's just so comfortable. I was like, oh yeah, I miss. I miss just sitting on the couch sometimes.
3: Yes. Well, we have our our Apple TV in the bedroom, but not in the living room. So we sit in our bed and watch TV. But we're the same way about our bed. It's so comfortable, and if we're gone somewhere, we're like, oh, I just really miss the bed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the next big purchase we have to make because I do not think our bed is comfortable. and I, I.
3: That's one worth spending a lot of money on since you spend so much time
0: there. I heavily agree. That's probably like the three things I always tell people. I'm like, get a really good mattress, couch, and a kitchen table day. to eat on. Yep. No. <laughs> do you guys host any big family dinners given that you do your food blogging? Or do you still have parents that are like no 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 you're the kids we'll do all the the cooking for the holidays and the big meals um
3: yeah we've actually hosted thanksgiving two years in a row at our house and my family or my personal extended family has always done big holidays and things like that and now that we're all in different corners of texas which is actually really far away for some of us um it's it gets harder to, to have all of us together. So we try to make plans early in the year of, we like to call dibs on our own house cause we don't want to travel, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, it kind of switches off, but, but we do like to host and we like to host friends and just chill at the house, entertain at home instead of going somewhere.
1: Well, congratulations on uh, wrestling away the Thanksgiving holiday over the last couple of years. That's something we haven't Thanks. been able to yeah,
3: do. Yeah, I yet. was it was the first time um I had done anything big since we found out I was pregnant when we did Thanksgiving this year. So it was it was a big undertaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm from a family of all Italians which unless until like you are physically incapable of putting a meal on the table, the oldest like females will hold on to every possible holiday that they can. Oh, and awesome. if they're not hosting, they will hover over you in the kitchen and make sure that you're doing everything exactly as they would do it.
1: And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, which is why either I cook or she cooks.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we don't play well together in the kitchen because I'll hover, be like, "Well, why didn't you do this?" or "Oh, you should." You're
1: do- using the wrong whatever.
0: Why are you using that measuring cup? <laughs> It's a liquid measuring
3: cup. Yeah, no, I I tend to hover sometimes in the kitchen too, but not with him. I trust him, but anyone else, I'm like, they're like, do you need help? Like, nope. (laughs) Got it.
0: (laughs) Do you guys do any big barbecues?
3: In the summer, we like to. Um, We don't have the means for. Too big of a barbecue in our yard because it's a little small, but
0: <laughs> it's
2: kind of a dog yard too at this point.
3: Yeah, our dogs kind of take it over and that's their house. But we do like to cook out a lot in the summer and then the spring and eat outside when it's nice. So that's fun.
0: So Evan, if you were going to barbecue, what would be like your 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 specialty?
2: Well, you mean grill or smoke? Either anything. You you opened it up either. <laughs> okay. Well. Let's see. Sunday, we're gonna smoke a beef tenderloin for Easter, so that's a favorite. And then I don't know. Nothing just grilling a good steak.
1: I agree. In fact, uh, we've talked about this on some of the other podcasts. But when uh, when I'm on my own for dinner, and I, you know, if I'm not going out and getting something uh, to eat. Just a good grilled steak is like uh, a standby for me because because uh, Mandy doesn't eat pork or beef, and so eating a, a good ribeye is like uh, it's a it's a luxury or a treat.
3: Yeah, he'll he'll go uh, grab a steak and make himself a nice dinner if I'm gone too. Yeah, but we uh, in Texas we take our barbecue super seriously. So if we don't have like I mean we don't have a huge smoker or anything in our in our yard, so we're not gonna we're not going to try unless we know it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you guys have a smoker.
3: No. Well, I, I mean, Weber. well we have a Weber which you can produce smoke on.
0: Yeah.
3: But not not anything fancy.
0: <laughs> so we have a barbecue place that you already mentioned it a little earlier and the guy who owns it, he used to live in Texas. I, I don't know where exactly, but that's where he learned all his barbecue. I think he was originally from Jersey, was out in Texas, learned how to barbecue came back here and opened up a barbecue place, and it's all, you know, stuff he learned down in Texas. He has this smoker, and it's in the, like, it's in the strip mall, so the the smoker's at, like, the back door.
3: Uh
0: In the summertime, we both like to drive with our windows open. Every time I drive past, I don't even eat beef, and I'm like, wow, that smells amazing. Like, it's just, like, (laughs) smoked meat smell just all coming out into into the parking lot, street. Yeah, there uh, there there are people that I've talked to who don't even
1: live in the area, and are like, "Oh, that barbecue place! Yeah, I smelled it. It smelled so good. I went and I had dinner there. It's Like that's yeah. how that's how good it smells.
3: The, the smell stays on you for a long time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah if you're the bar- if you're the pitmaster, right? Uh, or if
3: you just eat there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's
0: been times we've we've sat at Jersey Shore and we're just sitting there hanging out. Drinking some beers and talking to the owners and stuff. And like, we've come home, and I'm like, babe, I, I smell like
3: barbecue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You wash your hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think they should package it and sell it as like an aerosol spray or something. Like that. <laughs> you, buy it. Just,
0: just take, you just take liquid smoke and just start spraying it around. Dab, dab, yeah, dab it on your. your- your (laughs) wrist actually my one of my girlfriends she had a friend one year he dressed up as bacon for halloween (laughs) and i I think he actually did he took liquid smoke and like put into like a bottle like sprayed it on himself so he smelled like bacon oh
3: my gosh that's funny
0: so yes you can turn it into a perfume
3: i guess you can
2: (laughs) noted
0: Evan's going to wake up tomorrow splashing a little
2: yeah, good um,
0: <laughs> Why do you love him? He smells like bacon all the time. <laughs> so is there any other advice that you give to couples out there to just have an overall healthy relationship and relationship when it comes to food and eating?
3: Honestly, I just feel like a lot of it is about Communication, um, as far as total wellness and having a good relationship um, and and that mutual trust and mutual respect for each other, for sure. Would you add anything?
2: Well, I will try not to go too deep into this and change the subject of the podcast. <laughs> Being in the financial services industry, you know, the number two cause of divorce in North America is used. But the underlying problem there is communication and respect for one another, you know, just hearkening back to what we've said previously.
3: Yeah. Just being able to talk about things, including money, even if it might be hard, is definitely key to to just keeping that, those lines open.
0: Yeah. we And we've talked about this as well in the podcast, that money is definitely something that a lot of couples don't like talking about. So how would you suggest... Uh you can, you can start opening those lines of communication.
2: Well, this is another one of those things that kind of marks me as someone who's not super progressive, but operating out of a joint checking accounts is extraordinarily important. I think, you know, you, you share everything else in your marriage. Wow. You know, open up and share your finances too. That's a, a big one that I think that is an easy step for people to do, you know, and I, I understand that it is a difficult step for a lot of people to take, but taking that step and then learning to sit down and get on a written budget together are two things that I think many people could do that would straighten out a lot of their financial problems.
3: Yeah, and I grew up you know stressing about money all the time in a family that you know didn't ever talk about money with each other but it was always like a touchy issue and everyone was stressed about it even though no one knew why so just having him and knowing you know okay we you know we sit down at the beginning of every month and say this is our budget for the month and this is where we're at and these are the you know kind of costs that might come up this month that we don't normally have. Um, And, you know, it just kind of puts you at ease, you know, knowing that you have a plan and knowing exactly, you know, what you have to look at and you're not going to stress out about or, you know, just be questioning and wondering all month, you know. Um, So I I definitely think that's made us healthy that way.
0: Yeah. And I actually remember um, I had done a, I'd written a a post for, I, I forget what, maybe it was today's dietitian, and I was writing about having like this business care team. And I always say like, you want um, a lawyer and an accountant and financial planner. And you were like, "Yep, my financial planner is in home.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I ask him everything.
0: (laughs) And that's, it's important, especially as a business owner, that you you want someone to give you that insight and that input for your plans as as a business. So um, do you think if you didn't have Evan that you would Hideous. Outsource, yes, well, not even outsource, but like is it something that you would some some people don't like care or think about it?
3: It's something I would definitely be completely lost on, so I would at least have an accountant if nothing else.
2: I think it's off of a lot of people's radar too, you know
3: yeah, a lot of people that own their own business are going a million different directions and have trouble focusing on the money or even wanting to look at it so.
0: I'm on the outsource train and I highly recommend it unless you have an in home person to to help you out with it. And
2: even then, sometimes you might want to outsource it.
0: <laughs> well, and sometimes too, it's, it's better to have, it's good to have the outsider opinion as well. Yeah. And Evan, you're almost done getting your master's degree?
1: I am. Graduate in May. Congratulations.
0: Right before baby. I was going to say, so we're, we're getting a master's degree and a baby. yeah, Back to back.
1: <laughs> Quick celebration. Very,
0: very exciting. Well, I wish you guys so much luck with everything coming your way over the next couple of months with school, with baby, getting ready for it. You have lots of exciting stuff coming up on your blog. So, Kaylee, Anything other exciting projects coming on right now, or anything else to let the listeners know about other than baby coming in route?
3: No, nope, just trying to build a child and keep the blog afloat while that happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you both online and in the social media world?
3: Um, I am everywhere on social media at Lively Table, and then of course my blog is livelytable.com. Do you have any um, social you want to share? I'm off-grid. You can find him on on my stuff sometimes as Mr. Table.
2: I make a guest appearance every once in a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah, most of the food bloggers always have their their man list as, like, Mr. Blah Blah. You were Mr. E. You're still Mr. E on the blog. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Originally, you start off as just the Mr., and you didn't like that. You're like, no, that's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) So then you're like, I'll be Mr. E. Cause
1: it sounds like mystery, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you can either be Mr. E or taco. I've
2: had people, uh, approach me and call me Mr. Table. So,
0: do you ever make picture, do you ever make an appearance picture wise on the blog or on social media?
3: I don't know. Do I? Occasionally.
0: <laughs> I, I don't uh, post very many
3: personal photos. So, um, you know, even of myself, but occasionally there'll be one of both of
0: us. <laughs> well, there'll be some pictures of you guys on the show notes. So you guys can see Kaylee and Evan looking all cute and beautiful on their wedding day. Um, well, thank you guys again so much for taking the time to chat with us, to talk about how nutrition wellness and all that has really fit into your relationship. Um, talking even about the, the mental wellness about that as well and how that's all going to impact your family. That's and growing as we speak yes thanks so much for having us thank you so i always love hearing another couple's perspective on how they're moving along in their relationship and it's very interesting to hear from a couple that's actually just getting ready to have a baby yep And as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, uh, since this episode was recorded, Kaylee and Evan actually are now new parents. So um, their daughter, Caroline, was born on June 7th, weighing six pounds and four ounces. And Kaylee reported to me, she said, life as new parents has definitely been a much bigger adjustment than we could have anticipated. Evan started a new job the week before she was born. So between a newborn and a new job, life has been a little chaotic but they've still found that communication is key and they're just learning how to lean on each other a little bit more and trying to be sympathetic to each other's needs as they're figuring out their new normal and try to find a flow for themselves at four months caroline is already sleeping through the night and she says that is a huge blessing
1: i can imagine And just when you think like your day is kind of chaotic and hectic, just imagine starting a new job and having a child.
0: I I agree. And actually I had the pleasure of meeting Kaylee uh, last week. We were away at a blogging conference together called Blog Brulee with a bunch of other dietitians. So she was actually I was hearing her and a bunch of other dietitians who somehow I don't know what was in the water last year, but (laughs) Just a ton of my colleagues had babies last year, so a lot of them were just discussing about how it's definitely been a learning experience and adjustment for somebody like Haley, who is a a blogger full time. She had planned initially. She's like, "Oh, well, you know, when the baby sleeps, I'll blog Mm. and bang out some recipes."
1: Best laid plans, right?
0: Exactly. So uh, she she has learned that it's uh, a little harder. Got to roll with the got to roll with Mm -hmm. the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's always interesting to hear. And I have a picture of baby Caroline that Kaylee sent me of her and Evan and their new girl.
1: I mean, it doesn't translate to the podcast, but I can vouch. It's cute.
0: <laughs> well, I'll post it up onto the show notes. So if you <laughs> want to check out Kaylee, Evan, and their their new the little baby caroline head on over to the show notes at nutritionnuptials.com slash podcast and go check them out leave some comment leave a love for caroline mcmorty and her parents well i think our job here is done taco i agree well if you have a question or suggestion for the show you can email us at podcast at nutritionnuptials.com For more antics Taco and Mandy related, you can follow our hashtag Adventures of Taco and Mandy over on Instagram. And if you are looking for some more advice on how you can stay healthy with your significant other, head on over to nutritionnuptials.com for couples nutrition, fitness, wellness tips, recipes, meal plans, and more. And if you want to connect with me as a registered dietitian in the social realm, you can find me at Mandy Enright RD on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. And now you can find me on Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials. I have to remember the underscore part.
1: Right? It's, yeah. It's interesting. You're going to have to say that word a lot. Underscore.
0: Underscore. Don't type underscore in though. <laughs> Right. It's just that little underline thing. The underline slashy looking thing. Yeah. So Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials to find us and connect there in the Insta world. If you're enjoying the show, do us a favor. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you prefer listening to your podcast. And just take a moment to not only subscribe to the show, but also drop us a review. Five is our favorite number of stars. We love to see that. Yep. And if you could also take a moment when you hit those five stars, if you could just take a quick second to leave us a quick review of the show. It helps others to find the show and just lets them know what they can expect from the world of Taco, Mandy, our nutrition, fitness advice, as well as the double dates and advice that we hear from other couples. Spread the love. And if you really are enjoying the show and you want to get a super special VIP access, you can head over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials to become a patron of the show. We have options at the dollar, $5, and $10 level. Depending on your level, you get lots of bonus goodies. Everybody who is a patron gets access to our VIP after party Facebook group where we keep the party going after the show and hear from you guys about what we talked about on the show. And we like to drop a little uh, question based on what we discussed on the show to hear from our audience. And I always love to know what you guys want to hear. I also do monthly Facebook Live Ask a Dietitian episodes. So you get access to a dietitian to ask any of your burning questions that you have related to nutrition and some other great benefits as well. So to learn more about what you can get as a patron of the show, head over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials and learn about what it's like to be a superstar VIP of the nutrition nuptials podcast.
1: Sounds pretty exciting.
0: I agree. I agree. So Taco and I are going to get out and about into the world, see what's out there, meet some other couples, learn what's going on and report back in our next episode. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for saying I do to your happily, healthfully ever
1: after. Adios, amigos.